Welcome to another episode. I am so excited that today we're going to be talking about mindset and we're going to talk about mindset in business and in personal life as a mom and what it looks like to level up in our mindset and different tips and tricks that we can do to help improve our mindset and overcome some obstacles. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to a fellow Nebraska native, Ashley Cruz today. She's a women's confidence and career coach. As founder of the Embracing the Uncertain, her company is dedicated to holding positive and transformative space for women who are tired of trying to do it alone and who desire a support system through their personal and professional lives. Ashley believes that you are not required to live in survival mode. In her spare time, you can find her teaching a beat-based cycling at Lotus House of Yoga, adventuring in her tiny house on wheels, or enjoying time with her husband and her son. I can't wait for us to dive in and for your guys' mindset to be changed today. Let's dive in. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so excited to dive in with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so amped to be here. And I just feel like this is serendipitous. I don't know why. I feel already connected to you and we barely know each other. Yeah, I know. It's the powers of the internet are amazing. And it's so funny. A lot of all of like my best business friends are all people I've never even met. They're all internet people and we just meet in Zoom. Yes, I feel that. Actually, same way with me. Like my business bestie formed out of a client relationship. So I get it. It's like when you are in it and you find other people that are in it and get it without having to explain it, it's just like magical. Yes. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, how you got into entrepreneurship and what that looked like um, being a mom and that transition between um, being a mom and becoming an entrepreneur and what that looked like? Yes. Okay. So I've been an entrepreneur now for a little bit over a year. So I'm actually fairly new into the game myself. Um, 
but I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And I worked for a large social media company here in Omaha for seven years. I was in enterprise sales, did all the things and then oh, got pregnant and oh my gosh, a baby's coming. And I didn't think my life was going to change. Nothing really like crazy. But shockingly, or not shockingly, it did. And I had kind of like this quarter life crisis after my son was born and after I was facing this really hard decision to go back to work. And, you know, I was on the road constantly. So after I went back to work <laughs> on the road, shipping milk back to my house so my husband could feed it to my kid. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like, this just doesn't feel really good. I hate being away from my son. And so at that point, I just kind of made the decision I was going to start exploring what entrepreneurial stuff looked like. And, you know, at the time, my husband had a business that was all online. So I just kind of decided I was going to help him and stay at home with my son. And then that kind of evolved into us completely blowing our lives up and moving to another state and selling our house and just doing all these weird, random things that people would never do normally. So yeah, I just... I decided we were going to move. And then from that place, decided to start my coaching business because I'm obsessed with all things learning and development. Um, and I wanted to help be that channel for other people. So I started my company, Embracing the Uncertain, when my son was a little over 10 months old. And it's been a crazy, incredible ride. And I am now feeling finally into my flow and just knowing exactly what I'm doing. I, ha I feel like I have the mindset down, the strategy down, and it's like actually paying off. And so it's, you know, the whole reason why we even wanted to come on this podcast is to help be the light and shine the light and share that experience with other people. Because I think especially if you have little babies, you can give yourself every reason not to start a business because it's too risky or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. And I think just diving into that head first and then leading by example, I just am on this other side now where I feel like, Hey, it's not as scary as we all make it out to be. And yes, you will live and make it through and it's going to be fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I 100% agree, especially because I think it's so scary and people want it to be perfect of creating but when you're in motherhood like it can't be perfect it won't be perfect you just have to keep moving forward um and also going back to like the shipping the milk I can't imagine like how stressful that had to have been because I know with my first son I went back to work and I was pumping every day and I was still worried like he wasn't getting enough milk but to like imagine of is it getting even back to him yeah. Is it like getting back in the form it needs to be? Is it still frozen? And all yeah. of that has to be hard. Shout out to Milk Stork because without Milk Stork, I would be a hot mess back then. But I remember distinctly being in San Francisco one day for a business trip and the, the airline lost my luggage and it included some of my accessories to my pump. Luckily, I had my pump in some of the bags with me, so it was all fine. But I was like, I can't. That was like kind of the breaking point for me, to mm -hmm. be honest. I was like, I can't do this. There's no way that I'm going to function this way. And my kid is just too important for me to be missing all this time. And even to consider like stopping my breastfeeding journey just because it's inconvenient for me. And that was just my truth at the time, but yeah. oh my gosh, crazy. Yeah. No, I relate to that. Cause it is, it was like this point where I was sitting at my desk thinking, am I just letting life pass by? He's at, you know, he was at daycare and it was a great daycare, but like they're getting to spend more time with him. And I was like, there has to be more to life than this. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of, I was like, and then it all with my second son, I just stayed home and I was like, I'm probably not going back to work <laughs> or at least I'm not working for anyone else. So. Yeah, I feel that so to my core. So today we're going to talk about just mindset as an entrepreneur. I think this is a great segue into kind of what we're going to talk about today of what does it look like to kind of set your mindset up for success in creating a business and just being an entrepreneur because it is a roller coaster ride of emotions of one day you feel great and the next day you're like, what am I doing? And, the next, and it, it's always an ebb and flow. And I think realizing and knowing that that's just how it is, it will never ever be a constant high. Um, But I'm excited for you to share your strategies of how you think that we can help women to create their businesses in motherhood and um, still feel successful and have a great mindset. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to share this. I think you know, for me, mindset is the foundational aspect of everything that I've built my business on. And it's been a process to learn what mindset work is. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. But in my mind, all the strategy in the world in your business will never work if you don't have a foundational mindset that begins with that piece of mindset, right? So, you know, you can't build the great ship without even believing that the ship could possibly be built. And that's what happens when we look at building a business. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something that's going to be always easy or we're not, we're going to have the challenges. Right. And so to come back to that foundational place of mindset is so important because without that mindset, you can't have the strategy. You can't create the strategy or know what feels good without having that foundational mindset piece in place. And so you know, a lot of people start with asking me, well, what is mindset work? What does that even mean? And, you know, for me, it's coming to the space where I can acknowledge and understand what's coming up for me underneath my business. Why am I fearful? What's happening in my life that's created fear around me creating a business that's successful? Is that something that's stopping me from moving forward? Is that stopping me from being able to go out and get the clients that I desire and ultimately make the money slash have the flexibility that I want with my son? And mindset work is a great place to start with that. And so for me, mindset work often looks like journaling, listening to podcasts, right? Basically just like flood my brain with Mm -hmm. all things business and things that just really energetically lift me up and inspire me to move and to take action, right? And anything that you can do to shift that energetic vibration in your body will allow you to bust through blocks and help you work through that fear so much faster than if we just avoid it, look away and pretend it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And in my personal experience, when I stop looking at my mindset, when I look away and pretend that all those feelings like that I'm not enough or I'm an imposter that kind of thing. When I look away from that stuff, it always comes up down the line. So you're basically in, you know, delaying the inevitable, right? And the last place that I want that imposter syndrome to show up is when I'm mid-launch and about to like make all the money, right? So like my, my whole thought process is let's get it out of the way. Let's create it from a foundational place and then deal with the wobbles, you know, as they come and go. Right. So that's just a little bit around what mindset work really is. Yeah, I loved how you talked about that you have to like believe that you can build the shit before you even build it. Cause that, like, I've never heard of it said that way. And it's so true because so often 
people are like, oh, well, yeah, maybe I can do that. But if you don't truly believe like it's going to be successful, like it never will be. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also, I think, super important, like when you're thinking about that, because I'm a three on the Enneagram. So I just jump without a net and I just figure (laughs) it out as I fall. But like part of it, like then you had talked about, but then it comes back of that mindset that if you don't address it, because I know I have dealt with that where I just like push it to the side and I just keep pushing through of whatever I'm going to do, but it does still come back up of, oh, well, am I good enough to do this? Am I not? So I'm excited to see kind of what you have to say about this. Cause I know that it's a place where I still need a lot of work. Yeah. Well, and I think that's like a misconception about mindset work, right? Is it's like, oh, once you do the mindset work and you have the mindset foundation in place, that you never have to do the mindset again. And that's actually not true. What I know to be true in my business and with my clients is that every time we up level in our business, it requires additional mindset work. It's we're dealing with the same things. It's just at a new level, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you hit that infamous six figures, you're going to deal with the same stuff that came up when you started your business. It just might look a little bit different depending on what's coming up for you during that time. And so I think that's like a huge thing to take away from the podcast today is like, listen, the mindset work is always part of the process and you're always going to have to be working on it because we're human and our emotions and our feelings ebb and flow so much. And what the, what we don't want as female entrepreneurs is to let our emotions dictate how we show up in our business, because Mm -hmm. that is a a recipe for disaster, frankly. Like I have to take my mom hat off. I have to take my emotional hat off. I have to take, and that's not to say that I don't honor my emotions because I certainly do, but I have to put my CEO hat on and be like, I'm here to run this business because I want to make money for my family. And I want to change the lives of the women that I choose to work with. Mm, Yes. That I love that of sometimes it does that you can get so flooded, like between the two, or you're trying to do too many things at once and um which today is the episode that actually aired today was about time blocking and how you have to separate separate them all and I think that that is such a huge piece and you're so right yeah oh my gosh it's life-changing I mean and like let's just take the pressure off of ourselves to always be perfect and to never wobble Mm -hmm. and make sure that it's okay for us to also be emotional but just knowing that there is a place to do that. And that place could be in your journal, or it could be with a group of people that are also entrepreneurs that might be struggling with the same exact thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that again, we're never going to let the emotions dictate how we show up and get what's ours in this business. Because listen, men do business so differently than women Mm -hmm. and men operate from a very unemotional state for the most part. It's kind of that whole bro marketing, bro sales approach And we're emotional feminine creatures and we're mothers and we're playing all of these different hats and it can be super emotional, but we also play the hat of an entrepreneur. So being able to function with emotion and get business done and do it the way that we want to do it is so important for us to acknowledge as well, right? And we don't do business like men. Most of us probably never will. And if you are, that's great. That's, there's definitely that out there for other people. But for me personally, and I would say for most mothers in general, if you're running a business and being a mom, you're probably doing it very differently from somebody who has no children and is a dude that's at the top of their game, you know, as a single guy. If that makes yes, sense. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it is, it's 100% of 
that just the way you function, the way you plan your time is 100% different because as moms, our brains automatically go to like, okay, there's a well check that needs to be scheduled this month. There's this that needs to be done. The school papers need to be done. And a lot of men just, that's not part of their brain functions. They're very compartmentalized. Is that the right word? No. Compartmentalized. Um, Yes. There we go. It wasn't coming out right because it's interesting. (laughs) My husband and I always talk about, he watched this video once that talked about how men, it's like there's boxes on the wall and men can only take off one box at a time and they open it. They do what's in the box. They close the box and put it back and women open a box and it has all these things in it. And he's like, and it's tangled wires and all this stuff, but yet somehow they all still get it done Mm -hmm. because that's just how our brain works. Totally. And I think it's just, again, it goes back to honoring that that's our process and that's okay. And it doesn't make us any less of a business owner or any less smart or any less capable than somebody that takes more of that direct one thing at a time approach. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when I think about mom guilt or mom shame and all of that, those like buzzwords that we hear, it's like, that's what really foundationally messes moms up in the entrepreneur world is that we're not honoring the fact that this is like our superpower, right? That we can do a lot of things at once, including being a business owner while having kids. Yes. So let's transition into telling us why the mindset work is a foundation, why we need that foundation in creating a business that we want. Yeah. And I think I I might've touched on this a little bit in the beginning, but it's like, The foundation is us believing that it's possible and then adding the strategy on later, right? Because if you do it backwards, if you choose to start with a strategy, like, oh, here's what my website should look like. This is my funnel. This is how the, you know, person's going to come in. Inevitably, you're going to find something wrong with all of those things and it will never be good enough. So to your point earlier about women starting businesses and feeling like it has to be perfect, that without that mindset work there you basically decide that you're never going to show up or put your stuff out there because you're fearful of it not being the perfect thing, or you're fearful of what other people might think, or you're fearful of, you know, being visible online. And like, to be honest, in order for us to make money, we have to show up. We have to be comfortable being visible and all of the strategy, all of the marketing, all of the other things will never get you there without the belief that it's even possible. And I think a lot of women, especially moms, because we have so much on our brain all the time, we start with a strategy because it feels like the easiest place for us to tackle. When in reality, it's, it's working backwards. You know, it feels like that's going to solve the problem, but really the mindset solves the problem. The strategy just speeds it up. It makes us more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that, I agree with that. And it is totally that you can try to be like, I want my colors to be like this. And I want my feed to be look like this. And um, this is what I want people to feel, which you can do that all day, every day, and it will change and it constantly changes. And that's where I think that's the key piece that I feel like I'm hearing a lot of women tell me that I think that they don't know, but I know that that is where they're getting stuck because they can't get over that piece of wanting it to all look perfect because they think if they launch and it doesn't look amazing and it doesn't look perfect, that people are going to think they're a fraud or that they're not good enough at what they are doing when it's 100% not true or that the people that you're selling to really probably have no clue that maybe you messed a piece up or that it's not perfect. The people who are in front of you 
may be able to tell that, but they will never judge you for that because you actually just took action and did it. Yeah. And I think that's the big, what you said is just the perfect thing. Taking action imperfectly is better than not taking any action and it being perfect, right? Because Mm -hmm. like, here's the deal. Our brains are always going to find something wrong, no matter what. You could have the perfect thing today and then tomorrow your brain is going to find five more things that you should have done differently. And it's like, cool, let that be an invitation for it to be ever evolving. I've changed my website probably 800 times. And now I don't even think about or pay attention to my website because it's number one, not the biggest lead generator for me. And number two, it's just really, it's not really anything other than like having a space on the internet for me. Like it's like I spend most of my time talking to people. And when you start to do that, it's like, you can really flush out your story, your website, things like that come so much easier when you spend more time in action as opposed to the, how it's going to look, right? Mm -hmm. I would much rather talk to somebody than look at their website and be like, cool, I got it. That person seems like a good fit for me. Like that's really, I never buy that way. Rarely do I ever buy that way, especially if you're doing like a service-based type of business, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to, it's going to require you talking to them and you selling them on your personality. So spending more time there in my mind and what has worked for me has gone way farther than my (laughs) website ever did. And frankly, I probably could have done without a website for at least the first six months of my business. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. And a lot of times of a lot of the business coaching that I've done, they're like, just make a landing page, just make something that gives people enough information that they're going to contact you to want to call you. And it is, it's like even my website, it wasn't perfect. A friend just helped me. She gave me like the, the outline of kind of what it needed to be. And I just kind of continually change it. Now, is there times where you decide like, okay, I'm ready to like do a whole overhaul, which yes. And I feel like I'm at that point, but it, again, like it's not one of those that's on the top of my priority because I rather talk to people just like you had said, like in the service industry type thing. Totally. Um, but it's like, yeah, it will get there. And, but it's just not necessarily always the most important because it's good. Right. You know, like it's not, you know, it can be perfect, but done is better than perfect and it's done and it's there and people can find me and can I make it more perfect to be more efficient and to maybe sell more people? Absolutely. But we will always constantly be refining our websites, changing them. Everyone does that. Even the biggest people in our industry are continually evolving and changing. So having one perfect piece isn't going to change things. Totally. And just one more thought on that that I have is we as moms are so busy anyway. So is the return on your website in terms of like the time that you're spending, is that more important than you spending the time with your kids or with a potential client, right? Because at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, that's what we're all always going to be battling with is our time. Our time is worth so much money. And so I'm going to choose to maybe not spend time on my website because it's not going to produce the results that I want, but I will spend time and maybe consider like having my kid with my husband for a minute while I take a call, but I'm not going to give up that time with my child just to go work on my website. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I think it inherently gets me excited about working on my business, but that idea right there is, okay, what else gets you excited about your business? Can you dive into that maybe through a journaling practice or something else that gives you that same excitement? without that perfection, like thing coming up and looming over your head. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So do you have some tactical tips that you can give people that's going to help them to kind of help shift their mindset? And what can we do when we do go down that spiral? Because I know for me and for many other entrepreneurs that I know is like, once you start going down that spiral, it's like you can keep going unless you know how to kick yourself out of it. I just had to pop in quick to tell you about one of my favorite clothing boutiques, Statement Boutique. About a year ago, I was just ready to step out of the postpartum, nursing-friendly clothes and find my style again. And with the help of Statement Boutique, I looked a little bit more put together at school drop-off and I felt so much more myself for date night. Having clothes that felt like they were my style again, but fit the busy mom life and made me feel like me. Head to StatementDowntown.com and use the code BUSYYEARS20 to receive 20% off your purchase. Again, head to StatementDowntown.com and use the code BUSYYEARS20 to receive 20% off of your purchase. Some exclusions may apply. Totally. So I have a few mindset practice that I do that really work for me. And the first thing is every morning I'm doing like that mom time, my mom time, or like my personal time rather is a non-negotiable in my life. I get up earlier every single day just so that I can spend time without my kid pulling on my shirt and telling me that he needs a snack. Mm -hmm. So I get up earlier. I do either a workout, I journal, I do a meditation through insight timer. Um, or I just do something that gets me excited for my day. Sometimes that's painting my nails and doing my hair because I'm going to be on a podcast, you know, like (laughs) it doesn't really matter what it is. And there's no right or wrong way to do a mindset practice. But the whole goal is that does it light you up, inspire joy and get you excited to take on your day. And like, frankly, this morning I was struggling. I was not excited about today. It's been cloudy for days. We've had one, one day of sunshine in the past like week. And so I've been struggling with that a little bit. And so I was like, okay, I need to shift my mindset. I need to get out of this place. And first, I think it also starts with like just acknowledging that it's okay to be there for a second and then getting into your mindset practice, whatever that looks like for you. And then for me, the third thing that I do is I have a whole group of support people that I lean on. I'm part of a group mastermind. I have support. I have coaches that help me shift and reframe when I'm feeling uninspired. And a lot of times whenever I feel uninspired, it's because I'm confused or I'm nervous about results or, you know, I'm just not feeling hundred percent confident in my business. And so to have somebody to lean on, to have somebody to help pull you up out of that and help to reframe what's coming up in your mind is one of the biggest things that's been a shift for me in my business. I mean, I functioned for six months without somebody as a coach Mm -hmm. and it was hard. It was the hardest thing I ever did. And as soon as I hired my coach that I have now, it's like, the entire world has shifted. I'm making money. I'm profitable. Like, and it just like, that's why it's so important to have the mindset. It's not the strategy she's giving me. It's the reframes and her experience and all of the things that she's been through and knows how to coach through that has gotten me to where my business is today. And I think that that is why mindset is again, just the most important thing that we can do for ourselves as business owners who also double as mothers and wives and all the other things Mm -hmm. that we play within our lives. So yeah, I think Just to recap the three mindset practice, do something for yourself in the morning, have a group of accountability and just make, make that stuff a priority, like make that time for you a priority. And remember that the whole goal is to just shift 
the energy in your body so that you can show up the best possible way that day. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's going to look great. Sometimes it's just a tiny shift and it's just a matter of us getting one email out and we can shut it down for the day and then go play with our kids, right? Mm -hmm. There's no wrong way to do it and it's always going to ebb and flow, but the mindset is what always goes, like takes us back to our truth and what is most important. And that is we create businesses with flexibility to be there for our family and to watch our kids grow up and also have that financial ease that we all desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to go back to talking about how you said you had a group that of like entrepreneur friends that you lean on, because I know that that has been super important to me in the last year. And I have a group of people or a few people where we can, you know, all get texts or we send and say, Hey, I'm having a really bad day, or I need to talk through something. Can you just hop on a call quick? And they're the people that you go to where they're going to talk you back down off the ledge. And sometimes I think as entrepreneurs, like one of my friends, she's all the way in Utah, but we literally talk to each other every day. And one is in Texas. And my one friend in Utah, um, she was like the only entrepreneur mom. And so she felt like she couldn't find her people. And um, how do you go about like finding your people? Where did your people come from? I think it's really important to kind of explain to women because you can find mom groups really easy. That's super easy to find of through mops, church groups, you know, going to the yoga bar studios, things like that, of finding your people. But I think of finding someone who is a mom and an entrepreneur is also, it's just kind of, it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, but those people are so important to have in your life because they 100% get it that you were like, well, I needed to do X, Y, and Z today, but then my kids wanted me to do go push them on the swing. So I totally just left it and abandoned it. And sometimes it's hard for entrepreneurs that don't have kids to understand. Um, So I would love to kind of circle around and just talk about what that looks like and what those people look like. Yeah. So my group that I found came from somebody that I used to work out with years ago through an accountability Facebook group. And she ended up creating a group Um, on Facebook that I've leveraged for years now, just like, because I've always been interested in entrepreneur groups, right? But I kind of came back to this group and it was like, wow, all of the things that this woman is talking about is super resonating with me. And so for me, where I've really found those longstanding connections is within Facebook groups. And there's a million of them online. Like Mm -hmm. my suggestion there is go seek out a Facebook group and just see what it's like. You can always leave the group. You're not stuck there. Mm -hmm. But naturally when you start to find groups that have like mom plus entrepreneur or anything like that, it's like you, you start to build connections with people that have similar things. Right. And mm-hmm. the other place is just other entrepreneurs that I know that are moms. So I teach, you know, cycling and, and yoga in Omaha. And through that process, I've just naturally had friends that, Oh gosh, I have to go get my kid. And the, you know, like we kind of bond over that whole, like our time is limited, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is just also being really open and honest about your like the things that you're going through as a mom, whether it's great, whether it's hard, whatever the case might be, because you never know when that could potentially open up a door or an opportunity for you to network with other people that have a similar situation. And I would say the group that I'm in right now, you know, they're all like BA woman, man. They're all just like 
showing up in their business, they're making lots of money and they also are having the time for their children, which I think that's the goal, right? So the more that you can find those types of people and put yourselves out there, like the more confident you can be that that's available to you as well. Because when you see it in an example somewhere else, you can be like, well, yeah, I can have that too. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of how that's possible, right? So like, I've really just spent a lot of time developing my community and also cutting out the people that aren't. Cause I think that's another thing that's super important when you're finding your tribe or your group or whatever you want to call it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to cut the people out that don't serve me and don't help with my experience. So sorry, but if you're a single entrepreneur and you're not married and you don't have all of the same family dynamic that I do, it's a little harder for me to resonate with you. Not to say I can't get value from you, but I'm just probably going to hear the mom, tr- mom, mom, oh my God, I can't say it. Mompreneur, whatever it is. Mompreneur. Mompreneur. Yeah. I keep like the entrepreneur. Yeah. Got it. Um, anyway, so it's going to be easier for me to resonate with somebody that has kids than someone that isn't. And again, not to discount somebody else's experience, but just knowing that that's what I need and that's how I choose to show up in my business. So, you know, just honoring that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even how you talked about the people that you cut out or maybe, and it's not necessarily, I think it's important for people to know, like you don't have to totally cut them out. They're just not people that you maybe talk about business about. Like I'm reading um, Jen Hatmaker's new book and she talks about how we have like different tribes in our life. So there are the friends, which I have them who they could care less what I'm doing in business. And they're like, oh yeah, you launched a podcast. Great. But like, we just want to talk more about kid stuff and life stuff and the business aspect does not interest them. But then I have my whole group of friends that are just business friends. And yes, we, I still talk about my kids with them and, you know, we chat about different things, but it's mainly all business focused and like, what are you doing today? What are you accomplishing? Did you, did you send that thing? When are you going to launch that? When are you going to start this mm-hmm. and holding each other accountable? Totally. The accountability piece is so key because we could easily talk ourselves out of doing anything. But when we tell somebody else and we're like, Hey, Michelle, can you hold me accountable to this? It makes such a big difference. Cause you, I mean, we as women aim to serve, right? Like it's just innately as part of our like body chemistry mm-hmm. is to show up and do stuff. So you can trick your brain into serving yourself by simply having an accountability partner. Yeah. And having a coach, how you talked about also having a coach. I would love to kind of chat about that a little bit because I know like when I was starting out, I was just trying to be like, well, I need someone that's going to like give me the blueprint. I mean, I kind of know what I want to do, but I'm not really sure. What does, what do you think that a coach does for you mentally that a accountability group or like your, your group of friends doesn't? Yeah, such a good question. I mean, that person you're literally investing in, right? And so they are innately part of your team or like your board of directors. So if you, if you looked at your business as if it was a public company, this person is going to be invested in your business, in the success of your business. And so when I think about that, that is far more valuable to me, somebody to write down and blackboard and do all the things that I need to do or whiteboard like for my business, help me plan my launches, help me like, what have you seen in the industry? And it's somebody that's been there. So Mm -hmm. not to say that my group isn't a great place for that, but also we're all creatures of habit and that we're all interested in ourselves for the most part, right? Like most people are like, what am I going to get out of this conversation? And there's nothing wrong with that, but a coach, I mean, they should literally be talking to you about you and your scenario all the time. It should really never be about the coach. Right. And so with 
that's kind of the difference in my mind between something that's more group focused where there's maybe not a coach leading the whole group. Like that's what I have as a group and the coach leads the group. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just have like biz besties where you get together for accountability, a little different. Um, so the coach in general, like I just have thrived because they also help me to reframe the days that I'm feeling really low. And when I'm feeling like my business was pointless and it's not working, this coach gives me all of the evidence of when it is working and actually like, oh no, now is not the time to quit and go back to the corporate world just because it's hard. Now's the time to double down to get you the results because you're so close and they can see that from an outside perspective because number one, they've been there. And number two, you've basically divulged your deepest, darkest fears and all of the things that come up for you when you're creating your business. And they can reflect that back to you. Is this a fear? Is this something that's scaring you about being an imposter? Or is it that you really want to quit your business? Because I venture to guess you don't want to quit all of these things that you've like invested loads of money and, and energy into, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is there anything else mindset that you think women entrepreneurs need to have when starting their business? I think it's just at the end of the day, mindset work will create the trust that you desire to see the success that you want in your business. It's like this foundational piece. And when you can solve for that, your business can actually be way easier and the results that you desire can be way easier than what we think it has to be. Like, I just don't subscribe to the whole idea that business and creating a business has to be hard because I don't believe that to be true. There's 7.7 billion people in this world and each person that wants to start a business is solving a very unique problem. And for me and in some people's businesses, that means serving 50 people a year. Come on, 50 out of 7.7 billion, your business is why it's, it's, it's an obvious, like if you're playing the ratio there, that's a pretty big, like, wouldn't you take that bet? And that is, I think, where mindset comes in play. It's like, I'm going to take the odds because the odds are actually in my favor. And that makes such a big difference than you saying, I have to serve 50 people to make my revenue goals. Like that feels daunting. Whereas 50 out of 7.7 billion is like, ah, of course I could do it. Why not? You know? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just remembering like the mindset is just the biggest key to you showing up and deciding that what you want is you're worthy of and that is it's possible, right? It's just possible. Because yeah. I also would venture to guess that we can find every reason why it's impossible, but that's why we have to switch the narrative and we switch the narrative with the mindset work. Yes. Oh, I love it. So good. Okay. So my last question is if you could give advice to someone that's deep in the little years of motherhood, what would it be? Drop the mom guilt. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Allow yourself the space and also just allow it to be okay. If you want to be with your kids more than in your business. I think that's the other thing is you know, we're not, I mean, per, me personally, I don't aim to be a millionaire in my business. It's not never something that I've been like, Ooh, I'm going to make a million dollars. Would that be great? Sure. Yeah. Will I get there eventually? Yes. But right now my time is best spent with my child and building my business. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but I also know that if I didn't drop the mom guilt and all the stories that came around that piece of my story, I couldn't be successful. I couldn't show up. I couldn't have both. And that's, I think the biggest thing, the mom guilt, drop it so that you can have those because it's totally possible. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It's totally possible. And it's possible at, at whatever pace you take it at. 
Well, if anyone wants to connect with you after this episode, where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram at embracing the uncertain. I also have an accountability like support group for anyone that's not just working on business, but is also working on their career transition. Um, that's on Facebook. It's embracing the uncertain is the title of the group. Um, and yeah, like I'm, I don't really have like one platform that I go off of. Generally people find out about me from either meeting me or like a Facebook group. So yeah, yeah, keep me in mind. And like, I would love to serve anybody that's interested. And I always post like super inspiring things, at least to me on my own Facebook and Instagram. So that's the kind of stuff you're looking for. That's where I'll be. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your mindset strategies. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at michelleannhagan. Or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years Podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey Mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.